When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Gator Nation? Welcome to the latest Gators Online podcast. Zach Alberti, Nick Del Torre coming to you live from Spurs Gridiron Grill. And we are back together officially now in studio. My triumphant return to the studio. It's here. It's here. Uh, we had a great episode last week on the last name pronunciations. Oh, uh, that was a really proud moment for myself. Honestly, I think we had to get you out of the space. Mm hmm. Yep. So to, to put you in that zone, you were in your comfort zone at mm-hmm. home. Yeah. So, you know, we've hurdle got over that hurdle for Nick. And um, obviously now we uh, switch gears and we're getting ready, inching closer to the 2022 season. Uh, and before we really kind of preview it next week with our following episode and kind of give you our predictions for the season, kind of how we see this 2022 Florida football team. This week, we want to focus on the brand new facility Mm -hmm. that the Gators recently moved into, and that is going to be the focus of our guest on today's show, Gators Director of Football Operations, Joshua Thompson, who had a very heavy hand in the last six months on the construction of this facility, um, worked really hand-in-hand with Chip Howard on the things that Billy Napier Mm -hmm. wanted uh, changed and some of the things to accommodate his army, and so we'll talk to him about how that process came together, about the lockers, uh, and we'll also get into a little bit of his background story. What is a DFO? What is yeah. a Director of Football Operations? What are they doing? Um... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There, there, there's a lot of people in the army, as we saw yeah. in the picture. Um, what are people's jobs? So uh, just even ask him, hey, man, what do you do here? <laughs> yeah. And, and also his recruiting background, too, because mm-hmm. I think it's interesting uh, you know, to see he's he's definitely still plugged into these recruiting streets, as they say. He's not missing a recruit, a, a commit, or a tweet. No, he's not. And um, you know, we'll talk to him about some of the fun that he's had on Twitter and uh, some of the recognition, more importantly, that he showed to some of the staff uh-huh. members. Um, but before we get into Joshua talking about the facility, Nick and I are going to take the opportunity because mm. we got a tour, Nick. Yeah. They let us in the building. They let us in. They, they, they immediately up. regretted it. <laughs> they took us down by the pool and we like hung out there and they're like, all right, guys, come on. This is a tour, not like a one hangout spot. Yeah. We were ready to just chill by the pool. Like, I'm touring myself. I'm giving myself a self tour here. I was trying to get a, I was ha- I was trying to get a haircut. Table. I walked in the barbershop. I was like, here we go. You did get a haircut. I did, but I couldn't He's get one there. there. No, not there. No. Needed, uh, needed our boy Valdez Showers to come back with the Clippers. We did. They will have a full-time barber in there. Um, about 10 full-time staffers, according to Chip Howard, uh, who gave the media the tour. And um, if you haven't already and you're on this Gators Online YouTube channel, make sure you go down to the previous video and watch our behind-the-scenes tour. Well, first uh, off, hit like on this video, hit subscribe, then go check out the other videos. This, that, and the third. And subscribe to Gators Online if you haven't already for the 2022 season. What are you doing? Because um, there's a lot happening. And all of it now is now hubbed around this Heavener Center, and we got to see it up close and personal. Uh, it was incredible. We got to see pretty much every aspect of the facility, including the locker room, uh, only – no photos or videos in there, no photos or videos in the weight room because practice was going on and you can literally see the indoor practice field from the weight room. Um, but Nick, you got to feast your eyes on it. What was your impressions? Yeah, I think my biggest thing is um, 
quality of life for the people that are using it, the people that it was built for, um, and the efficiency. So quality of life, like literally if you're a football player, you walk in, you've got a couple couches and some place to chill out uh, to your left. The pool's out to your left. You're catching a meal to the right. You walk straight and you're immediately in your locker room. Your locker room leads to the training room where you're gonna get your ankles taped, yep. which leads to uh, the weight room, which leads to outside to the practice facility. When you're walking back in, you've got your cold tubs, you've got your yeah. training room again, you're back in. So there's no more, man, just had a brutal 30, you know, three hour practice in, in 95 degree heat, and now I've gotta walk my butt across through traffic, across the street, down that down into you know all, all these other these other facilities so yeah. to me the efficiency of it and then the quality of life we'll talk to josh more about the lockers themselves but my biggest thing for my 33 year old body which is sore is each individual locker has a norma tech um the leg sleeves which it, it provides compression which gives you uh better bl uh, blood flow which will help you in your recovery yeah um Need to ask Chip or Josh if, if I can get one of those for the house. But each one, ha each locker has that. So there's no more, hey, we've got 20 and you got to wait in line after practice to put your Normatec boots on. It's yeah. once you get back to your locker, plug it in, flip a switch, put them on, you're good to go. And when we were, when we were walking through the locker room, no smell. Well, they've only been there a little bit. No, well, they, they have the. A technology I get, that he was I talking get that, about. But I, I look at some of these offensive linemen, defensive linemen, and, and how much they're <laughs> they're working, and I wonder how long that ventilation system will work. But, well, but we will hear about it. Right now, brand new. It smells brand new. That still. thing that thing's working. I mean, and there was definitely stuff on the floors and in the lockers. Um, look at Zach's dry snitching on the team. Look, stuff look, the man. I mean, I'm saying there was stuff in there that could have stunk <laughs> it up. That's okay. It was in there, you know, and and there was no smell. Uh, that to me, I mean, it's the highlight, right? Like yeah. for the football team, obviously. Um, I, I thought that every single walk on getting a locker mm -hmm. is a big deal. Like that's a $15,000 investment for a walk on player. The investment in the meal plan for not just the walk ons for on the Florida football team, but all the athletes, scholarship or not, are now on a th three meals a day plan. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a that's a huge benefit for this program and part of the investment in the fundraising, Nick. It wasn't just, hey, we need to come up with $86 million for this yeah. facility, as we learned from Josh. Um, we also need to be able to fund it moving forward from a food standpoint yeah. and be able to continue to feed these athletes, obviously, to have all the amenities and resources to run the building, their uh, nutrition bar and all and all the likings. Um, it, it's just in, incredible to see that space. And I know it's, it's not... This is still a football facility. It's called the Football Training Center. Um, but as we walked in there Wednesday for Billy Napier's mm -hmm. press conference to see just all the athletes in there, and we'll hear Josh talk about how that first day was Wednesday, but it, 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 does, it is a nice little hub for them all to be, and it, it, it kind of creates, I think, a different environment and something that's unique to Florida, as Chip Howard talked about. They went to facilities at... Alabama, Clemson, USC, Kentucky, all those football facilities didn't have a dining hall, player lounge, outdoor pool court that all athletes could use. And that's, that is something that separates Florida and those type of athletes mingling with each other. Like, you know, you could have that at some other schools in the SEC, but at Florida, when you do it, you're mingling your football players with gold medal winners. Yeah. Uh, and and um, all Americans and all SEC players. And, and the food thing to me, so a lot of people just don't know. You, you think everyone that's playing a sport at a school like Florida or in Alabama is, is on a full ride because football and basketball are the sports most people know. That's a full ride. Women's yeah. basketball, full ride. Um, the girls on the soccer team aren't on full rides. The guys on the baseball team, baseball has 11.7 scholarships for 25 guys. So nobody is on a full ride. You get $2,000 this semester, figure it out. All right, well, tuition's, tuition's $1,500. So now I have $500 to buy one science book. <laughs> and then everything else is on my own. And there's, there is no meal plan. So there's hundreds of athletes who weren't on a meal plan um, or a, a free meal plan that are now getting three meals a day. Because of this Heavener Center. Because of the Heavener Center.
complex facility, whatever I called it. I got, Zach had to correct me how I was incorrectly writing the heavenly well, the heavenier place. The, the, it's the play on the Hawkins, Hawkins and Heavener. Mm-hmm. You know, you got those two centers that that is that, that we talk about something that Florida offers that other schools don't. That's another aspect yeah. of it. Um, but that obviously stood out. I, I didn't. I didn't know going in that all the athletes were going to be fed like yeah, that. Yeah, that was that um, was news to us uh, on our tour. Because as David Whitley called us from the sun, it's like, well, how are you paying for that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like you just spent all this money for the facilities. Like that that's that's a lot of food that yeah, you're now making incurring cost. And, yeah, and a it's recur- not going away. Recurring cost, um, and you're not taking it away either. You've set that standard. Um, so that 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 to me is was impressive. Um, and then obviously seeing some of the technologies in there, Nick mentioned all the different pools and stuff, the chamber, um, hydrotherapy, uh, cryotherapy. Um, they, it wasn't in yet, uh, but they mentioned it to us. They're going to have a, um, float tank. Yeah. Um, and I know that Alabama has a dry float tank. So like a, a sensory deprivation chamber where the water is heated up to your, to a normal body temperature and it has enough salt in it. So you kind of just float and because your body is the same temperature as the water, you kind of just don't feel the water around you. <laughs> and then you turn the lights off and all of a sudden, uh, you know, you're having a trippy experience yeah. because there's nothing. Your body's not having to uh, account for light or sound mm. or you're not feeling anything. Yeah. Um, and that's just a way I think the I've watched some videos. It's just a way to unwind. You're putting so much on these guys mentally, school, family pressure, girls, Friends, yeah. playbook. I just messed up on CBS on three thirty against Georgia, and you've got all this stuff in your mind. I think just the 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 thing for me for them is they're taking care of them physically and, and mentally as best as they can to let them focus on being students, let them focus on being brothers, um, and, and then athletes as well. And let's also talk about how much this benefits the Army. That is, you know the billionaire for for the coaching staff and support staff and how much they're going to benefit also from now having um, basically a headquarters and that whole second floor is like a totally different building. Katie, Katie and Bree were sharing a room, an office smaller than, than our podcast room. Now each of them got their own office. Now we're yeah. walking by, um, I feel, that, bad. I feel bad for them. It almost felt like they were in like a zoo because all the walls are glass. <laughs> so you can like, kind of like see in the offices. And then all of a sudden there's like all these people, 30 people walking through their office. Like, what the heck is going on? But I mean, it is like you, you, you're downstairs and it's locker room. Um, it's all the entrances basically to uh, the practice field and obviously the dining hall player lounge. But when you go upstairs, you got the gator room, which is where we go now for media. Um, but then once you start, you got the Gator made offices that are over there to the mm-hmm. left. And then you got all the coaches and support staff uh, and recruiting staff that are all up there. And it's just, it's like a totally different field. It's a and totally then, different world. And then the way that stuff flows as well. If, if I'm the, if I'm a linebacker and I'm going to talk to uh, my coach, all right, well that leads me into my linebacker room. His office leads into the linebacker room, which leads into the team office. Yeah. Just the flow of everything. It was really thought out well. Yeah, and that obviously kind of I think went to some of the change orders that that went into effect, mm-hmm. um, you know, from Billy and, and Joshua, and 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 utilizing as as what what they were called the uh, the warm shell room, mm-hmm. um, which is now hatched, and they're using it for all this extra staff that they have. The one thing that we have not seen yet, and we also didn't get an opportunity to talk with uh, Josh about this, but um, that is there is a separate area in the facility for recruiting photo shoots that has not been I think unveiled. we'll I think we'll see that oh, in we'll the fall see it. and the, we'll see that in the fall when uh, some of these uh, visits and official visits start happening. Yeah, but I know a lot of fans thought that that hallway which we'll hear um that ain't it. Yeah, Josh talk about how that came to life, but a lot of people thought that that's where they were going to take recruiting photos. Um no, they got something better than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that'll be interesting to see that get unveiled this fall, um, and and still finishing touches still being done in there. Uh, they're not completely finished, uh, I, but I think now having all the athletes be able to eat there uh, with the start of fall classes um, and football season obviously right around the corner. I mean, this it's a real thing for them now. Yeah. Um, so we're going to jump to this break. When we come back on the other side, we'll be joined in studio by Gators Director of Football Operations, Joshua Thompson, to talk about this new 
$86 million facility, everything that he did with Billy uh, to bring it to life and how it feels to uh, now be in their new digs. Uh, we'll be right back after this break. Hi, Steve Spurrier here. You know, making a reservation at my restaurant is easier than a Saturday afternoon homecoming game against Vandy. You don't have to call or email. Just go to Spurriers.com, hit the reservation button, pick a date, number of guests, and a time. It's so simple, I can do it. In fact, I just did. Maybe I'll see you tonight. Welcome back into the Gators Online Podcast. We're now joined by our guest of the week, Gators Director of Football Operations, Joshua Thompson. Josh, appreciate you joining us, man. Thanks for having me. Um, looking forward to spending some time with you guys today. You got to be the best dressed guy in the building, in the brand new building, too. Uh, I don't want to. Nah, you, you, you don't need to crown yourself. I'm crowning you. I'm crowning you. Yeah, I appreciate that. There's been some, a few things about the best dressed DFOs and SECs, mm -hmm. but I'll, I'll stay away from that. Okay. Oh, okay. I'll stay away from okay. that. Well, we, we don't want them to boast and brag, um, but we're going to have a lot of things that we'll get into with Joshua today. Obviously, we'll talk about uh, the reason mostly why he's here, as, as Nick mentioned, the brand new football building, the uh, Heavener Center the Gators moved into recently. We'll talk to Josh about how that came together, um, some of the work that he did with Billy to make it, you know, accommodate the army that we saw a, a picture of this week as the Gators released their team photo. So uh, we'll get into a lot of things. Uh, Josh, first of all, how does it feel to be in the new digs, man? Uh, it feels good. You know, I'm working through a few things, making sure it operates the way that we want it to operate on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's amazing to drive up to that facility every day. I mean, you can't help to have a big smile on your face, even if it's 545 in the morning. You just left 11 p.m. the night before, right? It's, yeah. it's a true blessing. And, um, you know, give all credit to all, all the uh, donors and um, everyone who donated to get us to this point. And Scott Strickland and Jay Jacobs and Chip Howard and yeah. everyone who played a huge role in um, getting us from point A to point B. It's been a long time coming. And, and as a director of football operations, when you show up here, there's... The wheels are already in motion to, to get the building going. Mm -hmm. um, and, and Scott told us that Billy changed a couple things. But it, from your perspective, what was your first, uh, I guess, first impression of the building? How it would change the program? Mm -hmm. And then from your job perspective, okay, well, how do I make this work efficiently so that the football team and the program is running the way it needs to? Well, I'll, I'll take each one of those questions one at a time. Um, when we first arrived, uh, everything had been halted. Mm -hmm. <laughs> which rightfully so yeah. so coach Napier can put his imprint on sure. on the building the bones were good though yeah. um, the location of the weight room and how it fed right into the indoor which leads right out to the mm -hmm. practice field which those two had already existed and then um, where the uh, nutrition setup was going to be fueling station wise fuel bar wise and where the locker room was and equipment room a lot of those things were already in place. Made sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It made sense um, for from a efficiency standpoint. Mm -hmm. uh, a big part of coach thought process was we need to make sure every transition is as seamless as possible. Mm -hmm. So there was a few things that we tightened up mm -hmm. from a certain standpoint. Um, so when the players fl um, would flow from the locker room to the um, fueling station, it would feed right into the weight room. Mm -hmm. And then same way going back and then actually moving our uh, dietitian, Kelsey Gomes, into the weight room so she could have that day-to-day -day interaction with all the guys because our guys spend so much time in the weight yeah. room. You're, um, you're not skipping lifts, so you're, no, you're getting your protein no, shakes exactly, right there. Exactly. And then um, the other two full-time dietitians we have on staff to be sitting right outside of that, mm -hmm. right inside of the fueling station. So, hey, if, you gotta, if you're on the weight gang, and you got to shake. Yeah. Make sure that that individual is grabbing said shake. Sure. And he can't just skip by. So um, some of those things changed. Uh, there was uh, one area in the facility um, that was didn't have, it was for future growth. Didn't have a name yet. Um, it was just called the warm shell at the point, at that yeah. point in time. That's where I heard the warm shell. Yeah. And um, there's some things going on in there right now. It's hatched now. That are being finalized. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're being finalized. That's going to really set it apart from a lot of other facilities when it comes to an efficiency standpoint with recruiting yeah. and photo shoots yeah. and um, things of that nature um, with our creative department. So uh, 
those things changed and um but i will say walking in the bones were were really good now obviously as as director of football ops a lot of this fell on your plate um when after you know being hired for this position when did you even know that this was on the radar and that this was going to be something that you were working on because when i talked to chip howard about mm -hmm. our preview story he said he was basically working with you hand in hand yeah. those last six yeah. months so i will say um my last day working at Auburn was uh, December 28th, okay. um, which was the bowl game in um, Birmingham, and then drove on down. And December 29th, uh, I arrived, and the first person I met was Chip. <laughs> we hopped on a plane, and we flew to Dallas, the Longhorn Lockers, to start putting wow. different implements, uh, implementing different changes and things of that nature, and what exactly we wanted to execute with these state-of-the-art lockers. Yeah. Um, because this goes for the entire building as well. It's, it wasn't about just being state of the art right now. It's about always being state of the art, mm -hmm. and staying ahead of the curve, yeah. and doing something that no one else has done. So or will was, do or will do. So um, they'll try to they'll try to you yeah. know you know try try to do the same thing, but um, wanted to make it hard on um, everyone else to to uh, duplicate mm -hmm. what we put together. Because if so you're not they doing went that, on the job. Then, they went on the job. If you're not doing that, then you, you know, you're looking back in five years and, hey, now we're out of date. And, and yeah, because we didn't think ahead right. five years ago when we were building this. Now we're, we need to put another 20,000, 50,000 into this yes. locker room because yes. we we made a mistake five years ago. Right, right. And what you really want to do when you're putting a facility together um, nowadays is just stay, stay ahead of the curve mm -hmm. and yeah. always be implementing changes throughout yeah. the facility. Um, and knowing that the devil is, is in the details, mm -hmm. right? So small things make huge impacts. Yeah. You'll even see that in our weight room and a lot of people have missed it, but remember the first day I was walking AR through the facility and we're in the weight room and he's looking at a few things that play, play is who we worked with for the yeah. um, weight room and looking at some of the small details like within the actual um, racks, what holds the barbell it actually has gator scripts <laughs> right inside of it. And he That's picked awesome. up on that detail. And he was like, as a kid say that, that's hard. <laughs> and that's when you know you're going in the right direction, yeah. right? So, yeah, it's just the details. Now, you mentioned the lockers. When you when you realized where that was headed, how, how unique are those? And how much how, how much of those set, you know, the facility apart? And also, talk about every guy getting a locker right right walk-ons you walk right. on that florida you're getting a fifteen thousand dollar locker right well the first thing and talking about kind of going back talking about some of the changes originally there was 120 lockers mm -hmm. we expanded 135 um because of our roster size where we're going um the thing that makes it extremely unique is uh our relationship with norma tech which um, originated here at the University mm -hmm. of Florida in Hyper Ice. Um, each student athlete has their own set of Normatech boots. <laughs> so you're not sharing with anyone else. Um, there's been other SEC programs I've worked for, and they're I mean they're huge in recovery. All the guys want to use them. So you would go into the to the training room where they're being utilized. Yeah, there's, there's a line. Seven of them. Yeah. yeah, there's a line of guys waiting. So now we actually do some of our uh, recovery days. Um, the few days we've been in the new facility, our um, um, strength staff is in there doing recovery days within the locker room. Mm -hmm. And the guys are all posted up, leaning back in their zero gravity chairs, which is um, it, which is um, electric. It's not yeah. um, something that they have to pull a lever or anything <laughs> like that. We're not in the 1974 F-150 where you're cranking yes, your seat back. Yeah. Yeah. No disrespect to Lazy Boy, <laughs> but it ain't a Lazy Boy. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, zero gravity chairs leaning all the way back and um, being able to actually recover. And hey, if they need to take a nap in the middle of the day, they can come over here and do that without having to go back to their apartment or their dorm. Yeah. So. So well, some, some players are already doing that. They said, well, yeah, yeah. To me, yes. that uh, I turned thirty and my knees started creaking. Mm -hmm. I'm a little catcher, so they were creaking for a while. But ankles, gotcha. like things start hurting. Gotcha. Um, so to me, the Normatec would have been the biggest. But yeah, something as small as just like the wireless charger. Yeah. To drop your phone. What was the players? What do you think the players' favorite aspect is of the locker? Um, I think, of course, the Normatec boost play a huge part. The charger, which also would charge their iPad, mm -hmm. also um, charge their AirPods, or whatever the case may be, has been a big hit as well.
But the hugest hit, especially amongst our linemen, is the ventilation system that yeah. goes throughout the entire locker. Yeah, those it smells guys, great in there. Yeah, it smells great in there. You don't have to worry about staph infection. You don't have to worry about different things like wow. if someone gets the flu or something like that. You don't have to worry about those things spreading out because you have this ventilation system that's going not only through their shoulder pads, but their helmets, their cleats, um, knee braces, uh -huh. you name it. Mm -hmm. They can post all those different things up in their locker and still keep it neat as well. It doesn't have to be exposed to the elements so they can keep it neat as well. So it's always recruit ready, right? And um, the next day when they get to put their cleats on and getting ready to go out to practice, they're not soaking wet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, beyond the lockers, um, or it could be the lockers, what was your favorite part of the construction process that you got to be a part of a witness that you showed up at work yeah. one week when something came together and yeah. you're like, okay, this is it. I would say sitting down with coach and I'm going through every like inch of the building and um, deciding on what graphics that um, we wanted in the facility, where we wanted them to land, um, how we wanted them to look. Mm -hmm. Do we want to go face lit or do, do we want it to be internally lit or do we want halo lighting? Mm -hmm. um, uh, how do we implement the um, helmet throughout the facility and put details within that? Yeah. Like I know a lot of people, yeah. So I know like a lot of people, it was kind of like a, uh, eureka moment me and coach were standing in the um, old facility in the staff room and we got the entire staff table spread out with over 250 sheets of renderings of what wow. we're going to do it's kind of like putting a house together but it's 142,000 square feet <laughs> yeah. right so um, and we got to that hallway and was like you know what it'd be really sweet if we could do some LED lighting make it look like the helmet put the stripe down the middle of the hall just kind of lead Oh, and we're gonna put an LED board to to the right, and oh my gosh, the things that we can do with this, and then to see those things come to fruition mm -hmm. um, is amazing. And I will say, uh, the thing that that really uh, really made me extremely uh, happy was the day we went in and did the reveal and just a reaction from the guys. That's yeah. what you do it for. Mm -hmm. It's about this student athlete experience. They only have one opportunity to go through this thing. Mm -hmm. And you want it to be something that's so impactful yeah. that it impacts the rest of their life that one day, maybe in their mind, you know what? I'm going to go back and I'm going to be a trainer or I'm going to be a coach or I'm yeah. going to be an administrator. Yeah, administrator, a DFO or working recruiting or whatever the case may be. So that they can have that same impact on um, other young men or potential young ladies as well. And there's a locker waiting for them too. Yeah, 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 no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. Yeah, we did not have a, uh, a DFO or the donors uh, at my D3 baseball school uh, <laughs> that y'all had. I think we shared a high school locker room, so uh, no ventilation, that's for it. sure. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a lot nicer. Um, I wanted to get into a little bit just kind of about your job though, because yeah. you've kind of worked in different Rooms in, right, you've right, right. in recruiting. Um, you've been at Texas A&M. You've right. been at Auburn. So SEC is nothing new to you. Um, when you went to Dallas with Chip, that's not too far from home. Right, in right, Fort right, Worth. Right, right. Um, what's been different about being a DFO versus recruiting? What do you like about each job? Because I'm guessing they're very different. So um, I'll give a little bit of my background. So yeah, started off at Texas A&M working under Mike Sherman. Mm -hmm. um, hired as an intern. I mean, I was hired. <laughs> I mean, you would have thought. You know, I just was a top five draft pick. You know, I was just extremely excited to have an opportunity. Um, very happy to be in the building. So when I was hired by the DFO at the time, um, Gary Reynolds, who has um, since passed away, um, Gary told me, hey, hitting us at a great time. We're number eight in the country. Got Cyrus Gray as our running back. You know, we got uh, Ryan Tannehill as our quarterback. You yeah. know, we got a good team. And it's like, man, this is going to be great. <laughs> And then as our last year in the Big 12, it's announced that, you know, we're going to get into the SEC and um, Coach Sherman gets fired. And I'm running around the building, bright eye, bushy tail, like, oh, who are we going to hire? <laughs> Some of the coaches are looking at me like, dude, we just got fired. Yeah. But I, I, don't, I don't get it. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, I don't get it. You know, I'm, I'm my first year of grad school. So I'm like, oh, this is this is perfect. Yeah. Um, so uh, Kevin Sumlin was hired. Um, got to meet him on his first day. Once again, acting like I had a job right <laughs> up to him. 
you know, uh, right no fear. That's that, but that's that, that no youth, fear. That youthful ignorance. You're just green. So you don't know yeah, what's you're just yeah, so yeah. green. So I just charge right to him, tell him who, who I am. <laughs> this is what I do myself. here yeah, at your program. Yeah, this is what I do. So excited to have you, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you joined and, us. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, for some reason, he took a liking to me, and um, I ended up uh, moving from an um, operations intern to a recruiting assistant. Yeah. Ended up being his day-to-day guy for recruiting. Um, did that for two more years. Um, graduated from grad school at that in- that entire time. Yeah. Um, I wasn't compensated for those three years to work at Texas A&M. Yeah. So I had two other jobs. So I worked at a apartment complex and I worked at a grocery store mm. overnight. Wow. That way I could pay my bills. Sure. Um, and and not undergrad bills. Program. Grad, yeah, yeah, grad, grad school, school bills. Real yeah. bills. Yeah. So, so um, with that being said, uh, I was saying my goodbyes. Because, you know, I had to leave, had to go find a job. I've graduated. Because yeah. someone comes out of his office and says to me, what are you doing? Um, where, where are you going? You got a job somewhere else? I was like, oh, no, I don't even work here. I don't have a job. At that point in time, he kind of lost it on the DFO at the time. And um, that's how I got my first job, $24,000 a year. Once again, thought I was rich. <laughs> thought I was a top five draft pick. <laughs> Felt good, $1,200 a month. Went a long way. Quit those sure. other two jobs. So I worked for Coach Sumlin, um, had a great experience. Um, of course, uh, he was let go from Texas a Coach Fisher came in, worked for him for about a month or so. Um, and this is when um, I was able to connect with uh, Coach Napier. Coach Hockey was mm-hmm. our strength coach that last year at Texas A&M. Yep. And he asked me, he's like, hey, you looking for a job? And this is me still, you know, kind of green. Being like, yeah, sure, I guess. I don't, I don't know. And he was like, okay, I got something for you. And the next day, Someone with a really deep Southern accent called me. Uh, I was like, hey, I'm Billy Napier, head coach for the Raging Cajuns in Louisiana. You know, wanted to talk to you. Coach mm-hmm. Hockey Speaks, really highly of you. Went down, met with him. Uh, he hired me on. This was in 2018. Left Texas a It was time to lead a Nets anyway, right? Yeah. Um, had an incredible year and a half working with him. Um, it was really hard when Chad Morris called me from Arkansas to come running the recruiting to come run the recruiting and mm-hmm. personnel department, um, take on both of those jobs. It was really hard to to leave Coach Napier at that point in time, but he was amazing, like he is on a day-to-day basis. Um, yeah. Told me it was gonna make me better. Um, so I left, left um, went to Arkansas. Uh, Coach Morris was let go. Coach Pittman came in, um, he retained me, you yeah. know, um, which was, which I'm forever grateful for that, to give me opportunity, young man. He didn't know from Adam. Yeah. Um, so worked for Arkansas for another year. Then I got a call from Auburn and it was a connection that I had made while I was at Louisiana. And, um, you know, got to meet the uh, head coach there. I got hired, got to work there for 11 months. And throughout all that time, continued to always communicate with mm-hmm. Coach Napier whenever he called, took his call. Oh, whenever wow. I called him, he would take my call, wishing him luck, following the Cajuns and all those different things. Um, but with that being said, when he called me about this gig, I was on the first thing smoking. <laughs> I knew it was it was about four hours and 48 minute drive from um, Auburn, Alabama to Gainesville, Florida. And I was looking forward to make it. So um, uh, as far as the differences between the two positions, uh, recruiting and personnel um, is awesome because I love to evaluate. Mm-hmm. And love to find guys that, you know, a few people miss. I know y'all enjoy doing that yeah. in, y'all, in y'all's role as well. Um, so love that aspect of it. Um, but you still get to evaluate in operations, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. You're just evaluating in a different way. You're evaluating staff members. Sure. You know, you're evaluating coaches yeah. and things of that nature. So there's still some evaluation in that. And then um, from recruiting aspect, it's not much to miss because you're, you're still recruiting. Yeah. Everybody in the building recruits. Because <laughs> if, you, if you don't recruit, you die, mm-hmm. right? So recruiting is the livelihood of your program. So everybody's a part of it. I'm mm-hmm. sure y'all see that yeah. on Twitter when certain people tweet. You yeah. know, I don't know who has the best tweets on staff, but so so but uh, so everybody recruits. You continue to recruit, mm-hmm. and every day it is recruiting, especially with the transport portal now. Yeah. So the student athlete experience of your current students, athletes, has to be amazing. Because, you know, maybe thinking there's greener pastures elsewhere, right? Um, But on the operations point, um, you're able to plan. And um, 
you're able to prepare for certain things and also know you have to be able to adjust on the fly. And when you're adjusting on the fly, you're really adjusting not only for yourself, but a travel party of 198 people most of the time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so, you know, you, you make one mistake. Y'all probably sitting on a tarmac for 45 minutes with, with a bunch of unhappy people, a bunch of unhappy people who can say you got a job or not mm -hmm. in six months. So, um, but I, I mean, I really enjoy the operations aspect of being able to plan, implement a plan, having a plan come to fruition. Um, those things like really excite me. Uh, so yeah, I hope I answered your question. Do, do those things fall into like the team's gonna go to a hotel next day? Like a week from today, or a week from tomorrow, y'all be getting ready to go to a hotel? Are you? You gotta know the route. Booking rooms, know the route. When when y'all go to Tennessee in a month? Right, right, right. So uh, y'all want a detail story? I can give you a detail story that just like actually happened yesterday. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Here's a detail story. So we're gonna go to the, to the movies the night before a game. Mm -hmm. We play late later right um the next day so the movie theater that we're going to utilize on next friday um went to do a site visit even though i've been to this theater before i didn't have my operations lens on so i had to go there with my operations lens sure. get there the actual theater like exact theater they were going to have us in um was gonna probably more than likely have a few guys that I have to sit in the front row because the capacity wasn't mm -hmm. what we needed it to be. Yeah. So, okay, can't use this room because of that. Second thing that comes up, our buses. Where are we gonna stop the buses for our team egress to go right into the theater? Yeah. Well, it was gonna be right smack dab in the middle of the street, not the back of the theater. Mm -hmm. So let me find let me find a uh, theater in here that has the capacity that we need that we can also line up the buses in the back and maybe we don't have to move the buses at all. So then I don't have to worry about giving a 15 minute warning to the buses to stage. So they, details. They couldn't handle all those details. No. Details. Or could I, to be fair. Details. Yeah. So uh, just, just keeping things like that in mind. And I can even go back to last year, the last place I worked and we got, uh, we couldn't stay in the hotel that we were gonna stay in when we went to go play LSU. Mm -hmm. So immediately, okay, where else can we stay that's uh, close to Baton Rouge? I have roots in Lafayette because I worked there for you. And yeah. The Doubletree Hotel. Let's see if the Raging Cajuns, because that's where they stay for their home games. Let's see if they're out of town. Nice mm -hmm. hotel, a lot of ballroom space. See, if that would have been out of today, town, he would have taken the team in New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you would have missed the bus back to Baton yeah, Rouge. They would have yeah. the next day. They would have they just left me. They, so, wouldn't, they wouldn't have looked for very long. Yeah, so just knowing that we could utilize that one, but also knowing that there's a bridge that goes from um, right outside of Lafayette into Baton Rouge, and if you get caught up in any shape or form, you're stuck. Mm -hmm. yeah. So the celebration that happened in that squad car as we're pulling across that bridge and we see the uh, see the stadium, it was as if we had won the game already. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're holding our breath for that. So just details. Mm -hmm. So that those are uh, some of the things that I, I really love about operations. And um, you really have to work for a head coach that understands mm -hmm. logistics mm -hmm. and gives you time to map out those things and make sure things are, you know, detailed and right for everybody. For yeah. sure. We're speaking with Gators Director of Football Ops, Joshua Thompson. we got a couple more questions for him to wrap up. Uh, you mentioned the details, mm -hmm. and you said the devil's in the details with yeah. that new $85 million facility. Um, 86. 86. <laughs> and uh, counting. And counting. <laughs> and counting. Some more change orders. Um, you've, you've been, obviously, at Texas A&M at Auburn. Yep. You've visited so many SEC campuses. To see this facility here for Florida, how much of a game changer is it, especially for someone like you that knows what right. else is out there? Um, it's a uh, significant game changer, of course, from the day-to-day -day operations um, yeah. to know that for the past 20 years, the team has had to walk from the stadium across a parking lot to the practice fields. How, um, how long was that walk for? It's, it's, about, it's about 600 yards um, uh, there and back. So, I mean, that can, it, it just stacks up. Sure. And then from a transition standpoint, a timing yeah. standpoint, it throws off a lot of different things. So instead of having a um, five minute transition that we have now, it was a 20 minute transition, right? Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of time loss. Yeah. That's, that's a 15 lot of minutes, loss. that's 30 minutes a day, that stacks up, that's like yeah. 60 hours in a miles season. Miles on the legs too. Yes, yes, a lot of miles on, on um, our student athletes' legs. And the one thing you hear all the time, save your legs, save your legs. Yeah. Kind of hard to preach that when 
all right, coach, we got to walk over here. It's 95 <laughs> degrees and carrying my helmet and my shoulder pads. Yeah. And, Just practice yeah. for all these hours. Yeah, yeah. So from that standpoint, um, from a transition standpoint, it's making life a lot more easier for us and more efficient for us on a day-to-day -day yeah. basis. Um, from a uh, recruiting standpoint, it makes a difference because when young men come on campus now, they can see themselves, yeah. like literally see themselves. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is going to be my locker. It's not a picture anymore. This is, yeah. Not showing them this a is, rendering. Yeah, this is um, where I'm going to eat. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times, um, there's a lot of programs that uh, that say, oh, we're going to take care of your son. Mm -hmm. We're going to take care of your daughter. This is showing that we're we're putting our money where our mouth is, mm -hmm. right? Like it's actually coming yeah. to fruition. And even yesterday, um, the um, entire facility being open up yeah. on the first day of classes to all the student athletes and just to see the interactions that yeah. was happening down there. On that, 524 mil yes, too. Yes, but to see the actual interactions that um, have probably been lost these past yeah. 20, 30 years that have not been able to come to fruition because, you know, basketball's eating over here and football's eating over there and track is over there and, sure. you know, to see everybody have their hub. Yeah, it's a bit of a melting pot. And it was great to see baseball players, see them football players and, you know, um, track athletes um, sitting with a tennis athlete and so on and so forth. It was just awesome to watch. And of course, we got All-Americans and Olympians walking around yeah, all over the place. So. It's like Chip said, you see a, a Heisman contender and, a, and, a, and a me, an Olympic medalist yes. sitting there. Sitting you know, right there. Yeah. Eating, eating scrambled eggs on a yeah. Thursday morning. Yeah. yeah, You don't get that about school. No, you don't. No, don't. No, you don't at all. Um, hopefully they can give me some tips on getting stronger or faster. <laughs> well, you can give some folks uh, maybe some tips on your social media game. Our final question yeah. for you. You mentioned best tweeter on staff. Yeah. Listen, man. You I don't gotta, want no beef when I go back to the office now. You know, Chris, beef for me. <laughs> First of all, I love that because of your recruiting roots, yeah. you still, you know, get a kick out of when you guys land commits yeah, and yeah. you poke fun at the recruiting writers. Yeah, yeah. But can you fill us in on how many videos you got saved? What's the drafts? Where, where, where do you find these videos, <laughs> man? Do you like? Do you, how do you try to like know when you're going to release them? It's, it's, uh, it's, it's fun to follow, man. Oh, well, I appreciate that. Um, as you can tell, I'm a planner. Yeah. There we go. So it's always good to have a plan, right? Yeah. Um, Jacob LaFrance, uh, director of player personnel, was actually talking about that the other day. He was he said exactly what you just said. Where do you find these videos yeah, from? Man. Man, it just kind of comes to me, man. It's like Rain Man. You know? <laughs> it's just natural. Um, but I will say, for me, all jokes aside, I really want to draw more attention to our support staff. Yeah. So you'll probably see strategically, I don't too much mention the coaches. And yeah. they do a great job. They sure. do a phenomenal job. And they're always on the horn. I mean, I mean, uh, even when they have off time in July, they're working, they're yeah. recruiting, you know. Uh, but our support staff, they work their bus hard too. Yeah. So from Katie Turner to Bree Wade to Sierra Griffin to Jacob LaFrance to uh, to Chase Clark to Ross Bears yeah. to I mean, there's Joe. so many. Yeah, Joe Hamilton, Nick McDonald. Yeah. Um, Andrew Burkett, who just left to go be the DPP yeah. at, um, at, um, in the Sun Belt at, uh, James Madison. I mean, there is, there's a lot of people that put a lot of work in. So I always want to, you know, show them a little love too, because it takes a village. Yeah. <laughs> it really well, it's like, it's like you said, when, when you're at A&M, you got the job. There's a lot of people making $24,000. Like, right. Like, people get fans get mad at coaches when, when, right. when a coach gets fired and they get a $6 million buyout. And it's right. like, well, there's 40, 40 people in the building making a lot less than that and aren't getting a buyout. Check check. That, that are looking, yeah. They're looking yeah. for a new job. So yeah. I think uh, us knowing that and us having relationships with some of those people, we really mm -hmm. appreciate that. You put some shine on people who normally yeah. wouldn't have that shine mm -hmm. on them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this week's coming, man. Uh, you know, maybe. I want to see the draft. I want to see the drafts folder. I know, yeah. I know, you've you've saved some stuff in the drafts. It's pretty full. It's locked and loaded. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I feel like you may, you know, try to slide a few from me. Yeah, so okay. you'll beat me to the punch. You, you, you added that. You guys know stuff before we do. Quick, you know? but you added that that uh, that usher one. So listen, man, we've been watching and waiting for the facility. It's finally mm -hmm. here. Uh, mm -hmm. Congratulations uh, on all the hard work and um, 
Best of luck this season, man. I appreciate the time today. Well, I appreciate it. And just know we just getting started. Absolutely. Well, we're going to jump to this uh, break. We'll come back on the other side and wrap up the Gators Online podcast. Go Gators. Looking for more reasons to celebrate? We have them here at Celebration Point. Enjoy some of the newest additions to our already celebratory lineup, like Dave & Buster's, Le Macaron, and Prime & Pearl. There's always a reason to celebrate. Join us anytime for any occasion. Celebration Point, where Gators come to celebrate. Welcome back into the Gators Online podcast live from Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. Appreciate Joshua for joining us in the last segment. Talk about uh, the facility and a little bit about his background. Um, cool to hear about all the stops that he's made and uh, have it all kind of lead to to Florida now. Talk about first day on the job, right? I, well, I didn't want to put him on the spot either. He's a, a double Aggie grad. Yeah. He doesn't wear the ring. Uh, that's a big thing for Texas A&M. They want to put him on the spot, but uh, I'm sure he's happy to get back there and uh, – and, and be on the other side. Might be a little weird for him, but uh, it's not who's writing the checks anymore. Yeah, he, but he was telling me to get ready for the crowd noise because I haven't been there. Yeah, I was there. Uh, 19 million people per Dan Mullen were at that game <laughs> with me. Uh, it was uh, wild. But uh, I'm looking forward to getting to uh, Texas A&M again and, and, and really experiencing it because obviously that 2020 season was uh, weird. Absolutely. Well, we're going to get into some football talk here now. The Gators have wrapped up uh, training camp. They're now basically in, uh, you know, game week mode, except not doing it on their, uh, you know, Monday through Friday. They're doing, what was it, Monday on a Wednesday and Monday Tuesday on a Wednesday, and a Thursday. Tuesday, yeah. Um, it's hard to follow. Yeah. But, I mean, this is this falls on Josh's plate mm-hmm. uh, of just making sure everything is ready for Utah week. Um, we did see this week uh, the Gators put out their team photo. For the 2022 season. 900 people. Man, like the full scope of Billy's Army came into focus. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think Ross Dellinger from SI, one of the first people to put out all the counting up that he did, uh, 140 blue polos versus 116 player jerseys. Uh, Quite the ratio. Now, Billy tried to downplay that and say that there were some student workers in there. But I, I looked in the photo. I mean, there were... Most of those folks in there were full full time, or they're on the staff directory site. Like there wasn't a lot of uh, of uh, them in there, but to have 140, um, that's kind of what he said his army would be at with interns. Um, and it's just impressive to see, especially when you look back at some of the previous team photos from years past. And there's like 30, 40 coaches yeah. or staffers, should staff, I say? It's total. completely. Total. Um, yeah. 100, 100 staff difference. And, and it's interesting because it's, um, you know, there's been some, like, jokes about it. Billy even jokes. His brother sent him a text where it was, like, Photoshopped. And they photoshopped three rows. Three more rows of people. <laughs> um, but the University of Florida, uh, some have accused Jeremy Foley and Scott Schroeder of being stingy. Like, Billy came in and said, this is what I need. These are the people I need. These are what their titles are going to be, what their jobs are going to be. And this is what they're going to do for the program and why I need them to be successful here. Um, And if you did not make a compelling case, if you didn't give uh, an accurate description, Scott would have said, no, that's ridiculous. You don't need 140 blue polos in in your team photo. So um, I get, you have to trust that there's a reason why they're there. And uh, look, 140 blue polos, 524 mil plans, Eight hundred eighty-six million dollars, sixty-five million dollars on a ballpark. Can't hide money, bro. Um, can't hide money. I mean, the upgrades they did for softball, for soccer, mm-hmm. um, their facilities master plan that's that's now complete. Um, no, they, not yet. They, we got Ben Hill Griffins. Yeah, but that's not that. That was a part of their master okay. plan, though. Um, that might be. That's gonna, going to be the yeah, most expensive that's, of that's, it all. That's the next phase. But just like. Obviously, they're putting their money where their mouth is, as, yeah. as Joshua said. And um, to have that investment from a staffing standpoint, uh, f- specifically for football, for sure. From a facility standpoint, specifically for football. But now you got it benefiting all of the student athletes. You got other uh, programs that have gotten facility upgrades mm-hmm. here in the last five years. Um, you know, that's why they win, Nick. That's why they better win. I think. Yeah. I think. Um, any excuses um, that you might have had before? Hockey said they're um, out. They're out. 
There's no more. Um, you know, I mean, Jim McElwain said, I question if the the administration is 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 committed. Um, Dan Mullen said, we're behind, but we're getting there, but we're behind. And you're not behind anymore. No. There's no more excuses. So Billy's gotten everything he's wanted now. And as, this, as we sit here recording, we're less than 10 days away from the first game. Um, and I think you get some cushion in your first year, but the excuses are out. Yes. You're on at least a level playing field, if not a leg up from everyone else off the field. Yeah, they, they definitely uh, they're on steroids, basically, when it comes to the support <laughs> staff. Um, but but you can't say, you know, looking at the rest of the college football landscape and where some of those other elite programs that you're trying to get to where they're at. Billy joked that he thought on Team Photo Day, Alabama hit some of their staffers away. <laughs> um, just not let you know how big Saban's army was. Um, but uh, going kind of more back into a camp as the Gators wrapped up this week, we saw some good news for the team as the Gators welcomed back a trio of projected starters uh, back to the practice field on Tuesday, the day after our facility tour. Ricky Pearsall, Jason Marshall, Ethan White, all back in regular jerseys, fully participating after missing time in camp, nursing various injuries. I think, obviously, Pearsall getting back was uh, you know, the biggest deal. You know, I think Ethan White, Jason Marshall, they both played at Florida. Um, I think they're, they're acclimated into the routine, even though it is a new staff. I think for Pearsall coming over as a transfer, not getting a spring, it's so key for him to get this camp, um, to get time and practice, uh, just to be able to gel with this team and these players. I mean, what did he miss, 85%? Yeah, I mean, he had one day or two days, I think, in full pads. So um, for him to be back, and Nick reported uh, that he, uh, or first reported, should I say, that he kind of was going through some exercise drills and stuff uh, at the end of last week. But to now see him take that next mm -hmm. step, I mean, he looked good going through the drills Cutting, that we planning, saw. Putting that left foot that had been hurt into the ground to to you know cut back or dig or dig or or, or to run routes. Um, now you give him time to learn the playbook some more. The big thing to me was you can learn the playbook by being at practice and watching. Yeah, or you film study. You can't you can't learn timing with Anthony Richardson yeah. by standing next to the wide receivers as they go through drills. You have to be running the routes and you have to be doing that stuff. Um especially the, you know, the, and then the speed and physicality of SEC defenders. Yeah. You get acclimated so, to that. Yeah, I didn't think I would say this when he got here, but I, I think Ricky Pearsall completely changes Florida's offense. They have a bunch of guys, in my opinion, wide receivers who are the same guy. I think yeah. Justin Shorter, Xavier Henderson, and Dejon Reynolds, I think they're all the same type of receiver. Florida didn't have a Ricky Pearsall. As much as I love Trent Whittemore and think he's a great player, um, and a great quote. And a great quote. He's not the same skill set as Ricky Pierce. Florida, Florida doesn't have yeah. that same style. They don't have that same kind of player. And when he left, when, when Ricky, Ricky wasn't able to go in the first scrimmage, and we got notes back that like the defense won the day. I'm like, yeah, yeah, the defense, the defense probably won the day because the offense is a a lot different without one of their biggest weapons. Yeah, and and he, you know, the other thing too, I think for the fans and, and their excitement, like they know obviously what. Jason Marshall can do mm -hmm. and they know what what Ethan White can do they haven't seen Ricky. And, and it wasn't and it wasn't like take when you said getting him back was the biggest one I, my first thought was yeah, I mean Jason well, Marshall well, shoot like you'd be really you'd be really down without Jason Marshall but you have more depth at at cornerback you yeah. got Avery Helm um you've got Jalen Kimber. I was just yeah. playing on Jalen Kimber's name. Yeah, Jordan Young. You got Jordan Young. First team reps. Devin, Devin Moore. Moore's got You've first got team reps. You've got guys there. You don't have other guys that you can say, okay, they can do what Ricky's doing. Yeah. So that's where I stopped myself from cutting you off, being like, well, no, yeah, you're right. Well, Getting Ricky back is probably the biggest one. And I think also, too, just with the injuries, you know, we heard hamstring from yeah. Marshall and was like, okay, he's, he's precautionary. They want to make sure he's. With Put him Rick, on ice until September 3rd. But with Ricky, I mean, he's sitting there in a boot, mm -hmm. and he's day-to-day. -day. You don't know. To me, that was more, I guess, concerning. Yeah. Um, now you look at both of those guys and should be ready to go for Utah. Um, Ethan White definitely was going to be ready yeah. to go. That was a, that was kind of a minor thing. Um, so those three getting back was huge. And then there was another trio 
that got singled out by Coach Nate mm-hmm. uh, in the press conference. And uh, Nick, you wrote about that. And our Gators Online readers love to see that story, <laughs> judging by our Google Analytics. Um, yeah, young players are are always backup quarterbacks <laughs> and freshmen. Oh, man. Uh, but I, I thought that that said something that he – uh, name those three guys like that. Yeah, I think the one, I mean, the two are redshirt freshmen, but I think one that has been um, someone who has really taken advantage of the opportunities that they were they were given is Shamar James. And yeah. he wasn't here in the spring. Yeah. Um, but at one point, Ventron Miller missed a bunch of practices. Bernie's which gave, missed practices. Which gave Shamar a bunch of opportunities. Amari Bernie missed, has has been in a non-contact jersey for almost two weeks now, missed a second scrimmage. And, and it's Shamar James that's taken those first team reps, not – uh, a Derek Wingo or, or Duan Black. It, it's a guy who's been on campus for six weeks who has shown enough that the coaching staff says, yeah, if, if one of these two starters is down, you're next up. Yeah. Either one. Either yeah. one of, the, of, the, of my guys. So to me, that's a that's a really big thing for Florida because my biggest question marks for the Gators are stopping the run, defensive tackle, nose tackle, linebackers, and, and what happens if – Bernie or Miller goes down. You saw the how detrimental it was to the, the defense sure. last year when Miller went down, and you're already seeing Shamar James as a guy that the coaching staff brings up as we don't want either of those guys to go yeah. down. But if they do, we feel good about putting six in. And I think they feel good about Wingo too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a guy that you know some of that too is also with uh, you know, and, and they talked to to that. Amar uh, did about that. Is you know I think some of that was purposely done too with the repping that you know they wanted Shamar to watch those guys like don't go behind yeah. you know some of the underclassmen um, in reps because maybe they're not doing it right watch the guys that have, that have been here seniors so that that also kind of signaled to us early in camp like okay they they want this guy to be ready to play mm-hmm. and according to uh, Billy he is um, it reminded me of Antonio Morrison because I remember when Antonio Morrison got to Florida he was still like seventeen years old. And they immediately put him behind, uh, was it John Bostic at the time? Yeah. Um, or, or maybe it was Jelani Jenkins. I can't remember exactly who it was, but they put him there and they're like, you're going to have to play. <laughs> Watch this guy. We like what he does. Do that. Yeah. Florida State's quarterback uh, found that out too. <laughs> that, was e- that was EJ? Yeah. I think it was EJ Manuel. EJ Manuel, yeah. And, found out quick. And also, I mean, uh, Sap, he's been getting a lot of buzz out of camp. Mm-hmm. Um, SDA he- Pride? Look, he's looked like a man possessed mm-hmm. um, in, in drills and, and what we've got to see during the viewing period. So it's not a surprise to me to hear Billy single him out, nor is it with Austin Barber. He's yeah. a guy that's really been making noise since the spring in terms of a guy that really took some leaps with this new staff and, and really developed his game. Um, so those three. And he's a guy that I think when you because Billy keeps talking about it. Who's your next tackle? Who's your next inside guy? Barber's a guy who has played guard. And when Richard Garage went down, he started, he was playing with the first team at left tackle. So this is a guy who I think if you're looking for a swing player, this is a guy that you're, I don't know how comfortable you feel putting him in all four positions, but he's got time at both guard spots, both tackle spots, and could be a guy that if somebody goes down, you start having to plug in place a guy that could plug in place in a couple spots. Yeah. And Billy said, look, I, I view this guy as a starter. Mm-hmm. You know, he might not start on Saturday, but when we, we put him in there, we feel like there's not going to be a drop yep. off. Um, so I think that's, that's key for them. Another thing before we wrap up here is uh, we kind of learned for his, uh, some of for his quarterback, uh, backup quarterback situation uh, with Billy revealing that he's expecting Jack Miller to miss the first two games with the same thumb injury that Drew Brees had. And that left us with the question, okay, well, who's going to be the backup? And I think a lot of people said, well, probably Kitna. Then if not Kitna, your other scholarship quarterback, Max Brown. Well, not so fast. STA pride. We're going to keep it rolling because uh, we got another contender, Nick. Mm. Engle. Is uh, been having a great camp and uh, got some opportunities to run the second team offense in the scrimmage. Completed a handful of passes from what we were told, and um, he's right there competing with uh, Kitna as the backup. You know, Billy said that you know Max has done some things, but just as a rookie, he's not there yet to be ready to throw into the fire as a, as a backup role. So I think part of what has allowed Engle to, to make a move is Kitna being out, obviously mm-hmm. in camp. 
he finally is back. He played in the scrimmage on Saturday. Um, but I think there is still, as Billy said, competition to be had about who's going to be that next guy behind Anthony. So, um, but look, he's a guy that played at STA, led them to state title. He's been on campus for a long time. So if they feel like he's can run the offense, um, at least at the very least, the Gators have another option there But besides Kitna. I was just looking it up. I had a text from somebody back home. Said, uh, good, smart kid, hardest worker he's ever seen. Uh, also an engineering major. Oh, something to be said about that. Um, I mean, I, I had one person tell me from the scrimmage, look, I don't know X's and O's, but that kid ran the offense and knows what he's doing. So that's a big part of playing quarterback, Nick. Yeah, sure is. Um, so listen, we'll be back next week. Uh, we appreciate Game Joshua week. Thompson for joining us. We had to highlight this facility, but look, next week all it all the focus goes to the games and to the football that's going to be played. Uh, we're going to get some football this weekend, mm-hmm. Nick. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. We'll be back at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill next Thursday to give our preview of the 2022 season, record predictions, thoughts on the Utah game, and much more from Nick and I. Appreciate Josh for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.